0: Mad Jack Stark rocked back and forth on a ratty, overstuffed chair. No one should quit cigarettes, he whispered to the cat. The cat, hypnotized by the swaying Mad Jack, just stood transfixed. They say meals will come in pill form in the future. They are liars and devils. Cigarettes are the real future food. The cat fell over. See, the world has become absolutely unbearable. Mad Jack eyed the cat suspiciously and licked it. You're the one who stole my last cigarette? Mad Jack then pioneered the game of hitting the cat against the wall until it stopped making fucking noise. Mad Jack Stark thought he was a genius. Love is for the foolish and hopeless, mumbled Mad Jack Stark. He was seated awkwardly on the couch and rubbing his genitals vigorously to Wheel of Fortune on the television. The cat was off somewhere doing something horrible to be sure, Jack had convinced himself. Mad Jack craned his neck around, his eyes darted suspiciously over the edge of the couch. He turned his head back to the television, sneered in disgust at the obviously soul dead host, telling the plump, ugly housewife that, sorry, there were no teas, and turned the set off. He sat nervously in the dark and the silence. No one kisses me anymore, he mumbled softly, wearing a pensive half-frown lopsidedly on his face. His mouth sucked into a contemplative pucker. I wonder if cigarettes and whiskey love me back, Mad Jack Stark said to no one in particular. Surely they must. Being human is bullshit, said Mad Jack Stark. He was lying in a bathtub that had once been filled with fine filtered city water. The empty six-packs and fifths of cheap whiskey strewn about the bathroom held the inclination that the ratio of liquid surrounding Jack had moved in favor of urine. I feel like a to-be-continued episode of a show that got canceled. The cat was slumped against the door frame of the room. Its breath was quiet and shallow, and its eyes did not seem to blink. Jack's head lulled unhealthily to the side to meet the cat's dull stare. I warned you about chocolate coating your smack. You are no Miracle Max. The cat tried to hiss menacingly, but in its current state just sounded like it had sprung a leak. Fuck you, angry drug cat. You have no soul. It is a proven scientific fact that cats, children, and prostitutes have no souls. As the cat kept hissing, it slowly lowered itself to the floor and fell into a light coma. Wish I didn't have a fucking soul, Mad Jack. Stark muttered as he farted gently in his tub of diluted urine. That was a selection from Mad Jack Stark. This is Mr. Wright, and I'm Doug. It surprises me that I'm finally getting around to an episode about creating characters. you think that would be 101, and it is. But, being that, you know, I have the ideas when I have them, this episode is about creating characters. I'm actually, once again, surprised that I hadn't read Mad Jack Stark yet, him being one of my favorite characters. He comes out of an anthology series I'd written called Three Car Pile-Up, that involved Filibuster Vigilance, which I've read before, as well as Dr. Yes Sexy, Once again, read before. Mad Jack Stark came out of needing a mouthpiece for whatever was bothering me uh, that day. This was a character who, in his heightened states, uh, was always going through a nervous breakdown over whatever was bothering me. That was how I came up with the character. Mad Jack Stark was just a really basic name, but the more I thought about how he acted in this weird little apartment world he had, he became very much a voice in my head. That's one way you can have a character is to be a mouthpiece for you, the writer. I mean, I think every character is a mouthpiece for the writer, but specifically one where he's acting out things that I could never do. Um, Of course, the cat who's always on drugs, uh, and is seemingly indestructible throughout all of the other pieces, was a, a character in and of itself in that I had written the cat to uh, survive, always, because cats tend to not survive very long in any of my other work because I don't like cats. Um, and my girlfriend at the time loved cats, and so the, the cat on drugs was a way of Kind of giving her a nod and saying, Okay, I'll let the cat survive, but the cat's always going to be fucked up and always getting fucked up um, by cattle prods on fire, drug comas, what have you. Um, some of the other characters from Three Car Pile Up, like Filibuster Vigilance was a character I created. That He was kind of a man outside of time. He thought he was kind of a barbarian Viking type, but he was in regular times, and he was just this weird, strange voice I wanted to get out of my head. Creating characters... Um, can come from a myriad of ways. Like I've said, they can be a mouthpiece for you, such as Mad Jack Stark with me. Uh, Filibuster Vigilance was a character who was kinda confused by modern things. Uh, I'm not, but I liked the idea of there are, you know, behavioral, you know, social cues that I don't pick up on and I kinda liked that I could explore that uh, idea through this other character. Uh, In my first novel, Strangest Kindness, uh, Dante Kindness, the main character, was created because I needed a different name. It was that simple. Uh, Dante Kindness was originally a pitch to DC Comics, or Vortigo at the time, uh, for a John Constantine Hellblazer run that I ended up getting rejected on, and I'm very proud of that rejection letter. And I went, okay, well, I have this character I've created, I love, I have a world around him, and I'm just going to change the name, and he's basically John Constantine with um, a few minor changes, especially in name, and uh, Dante was created just out of a necessity to want to tell the story that was a John Constantine Hellblazer pitch. Um, Some of the characters in Black Falls come out of, once again, whatever's bothering me this week. Um, or they were needed to tell the story. They were uh, literally just a tool to get exposition across. That's always a possibility for creating characters. Um, Some of my characters come from my dreams. Uh, One of the most famously uh, ones that came from my dreams that we're working on at the network right now is from the I Hate Kathy Hammond podcast, where in a dream I just heard a woman's voice say, I hate Kathy Hammond, and when I woke up it was like, well, who is Kathy Hammond? Let's explore that, and it ended up, uh, it's going to be uh, become a serialized uh, podcast that we're going to be hopefully launching this summer. So your inspiration for creating characters can come from anything. It can come from a line of dialogue that just pops into your head. Look around. You could see a person and go, what is their story? And now you've created a character. It's that simple, most of the time. I have talked about writer's block, and that does happen with characters. I've found that coming up with characters, I never have a shortage of them. And uh, despite how serendipitous sometimes the inspiration for them can be, I find that creating characters is very easy. Um, So I hope I've given you some things to think about in terms of creating your characters. I've talked about building worlds around them, I've talked about their dialogue, but I've never before talked about creating characters. So here, there are just some ways I've done it. So I hope this is, once again, giving you something to write about, read about, think about, about about. So remember, you keep writing, they'll keep reading. Right on. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.